welcome everyone to Wired In. It's been a hot minute since we've been doing this, and uh, yeah, we are back once again. Bit. Yeah, just just a little bit. My <laughs> name is Blake Johnson, the host of this show, alongside the other host of this show, Spencer Coles. Uh, Spencer, um, it's it's been what it, was it? February was our last episode. It was it was like towards yeah, the you know, we just went on year. a good yeah, <laughs> we just went on a good ten month you know break you know well you know i I was gonna say you know we have been planning these past 10 months for this particular episode and it's been yeah yeah it has been a grueling 10 months of constant meetings constant storyboards constant you know meetings with the with the with the computer department and the art department to try to get this this uh, podcast available so now that we're here we're we're finally ready to do it. I mean, this is the kind of effort that not anyone else puts into their shows, but we do. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Like, see, this this is the thing. Like, you know, yeah, you know, we could do the whole weekly, you know, regular regularly doing podcast episodes. But, you know, we we decided, you know, we're going to wait a whole 10 months because that's, you know, we're, it's, it's going to really pack some weight so it's it's quality over quantity that's how we're looking at this you know yeah exactly so hey don't don't hate us for putting out a great show that's what (laughs) i gotta say about that yeah uh but no i mean it's uh it's been it's been a bit and we've we've both just been busy you know as life often you know doesn't really care about your podcast it'll hand you things to do um (laughs) i don't know what all you've been up to but um I've I've had a few things happen since then, um, but yeah, all in all, it's, it's been like, hey, it's been a while since we've done this, and I've there's been so many topics I've wanted to talk about. We just finally decided. Yeah, right. and the world has not gotten any less sane. So, uh. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe what this world needs to get better is for us to come back and and you know yeah, sit that was on the our true secret. sit on our butts and talk about how terrible these movies and shows are. Maybe that's what this world needs. So (laughs) that is a 100% what this world needs. So we do have, uh, we do have a ton of stuff to talk about today, but uh, first, yeah. What what have you been up to Spencer? The world is dying to know what has Spencer Coles been up to these past 10 months. I'm sure, man. No, nothing major, man. Just, uh, I've uh, just pretty much been at the grindstone, you know, working in the uh i have been i have been in the studio the past couple of days uh kind of wrapping up a a single with my band and stuff so that's been that's been super fun um but yeah it's just kind of you know pretty much the the usual um nothing nothing crazy so what about you man yeah um you know it's it's been pretty much the same i mean there's not been a, a ton of crazy things that have happened in the past 10 months a lot of it's happened in the past like month um I totaled my car. That was that was fun. Yeah, Back man. That, that was man. I'm so, I'm I'm honestly surprised that it wasn't any any worse. Like it, like uh, considering like I mean, you had a full full grown like buck, right? It was. Uh, I don't think it was a buck. It didn't have. It didn't have. Um, um, didn't have a rack or anything on it. Um, from according to what my dad said, because he 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 and I work at the same place and he gets mm. off the same time I do. So after that whole incident happened, I called him and he came over um, to see the damage. So he had seen it 
he was behind me. He had seen it on the road. He had to swerve around. He said it was really big. Um, what I'd hit, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, it was, yeah, I was, I was coming home and you know, this, this section of the highway that I drive on, um, it doesn't have any streetlights basically. So the only lights that are out and I get off at night, so it's, it's completely dark essentially. And the only lights that are on are from my headlights. And so, you know, you got this median in between, um, these two sections of highway. So there's a good chunk of road there and it just came from the other, from the ongoing side of the of traffic and just, I had no time to react to it. It just, I, I hit the front end of it. Thankfully I didn't hit it like full on the full body of it. Um, mm-hmm. and it just kind of spun backwards and away. So it didn't like roll over the windshield or anything like that, but it was, it was, oh, I mean, okay, it was gotcha. just like driving and all of a sudden, bam, this loud explosion happened. It's like, what the <laughs> heck? So yeah, I, I, I get back home. I only live like 10 minutes away from work. So it wasn't a long drive. I get home and I'd see the, the front driver's side of my vehicle is just smashed. You know, the headlights pretty much gone. Uh, the hood is partly dented in and it's just like, uh, so they yeah. uh, got it towed to the shop. It was, it was the week. It was the week before Thanksgiving, I think, um, or the week of something like that. And so they were like, well, it's, it's because it's a holiday week there. The shop won't be open every day this week. So we'll do it next week. Okay. So it got towed to the shop the week after. And they were like, yeah, <laughs> the insurance guy came and was like, yeah, uh, it's going to cost about 10 grand to fix it. So we're just going to deem it a total loss. So, yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was a real bummer. It was my first car and it, it's so weird because the, when I, when I first got the car, like five years ago, I was living with my parents and they live out in the sticks. So it would take like an hour to get to work. Um, so that whole time, that, that whole year I lived with them in deer country, nothing, Nothing happened. Never, uh, never hit you know, a single I one. moved back that's so funny. 10 minutes away, just outside the city. <laughs> that's where it happens. It's like, you've got to like be figures. kidding. Yeah, figures. But, yeah, we, we got a we got another vehicle. It's a good vehicle. Actually, it's an upgrade, I would say, as far as features and stuff. It's a SUV. So we're happy with it. But it's like, oh, now we got a car payment again. So. Yeah, no, man. That's, that's crazy, though. I mean, like, it, it, it seemed like from the picture... Like, because usually whenever I've had people, whenever I've had people hit like deer, granted, you you kind of lucked out because you said you didn't hit it directly head on. But yeah, yeah. man, like uh, from like from what I've seen in the past, like a deer can just wreak absolute havoc. You know? Oh on yeah, your vehicle man, it's 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 insane. And I've clipped one before, like years ago. I'd hit like it was just the, the tip of it and it didn't do anything. Um, but this one, no, there, <laughs> I, I was going fast enough that, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't any doubt about it. I knew as soon as I hit it, that there was no way my yeah. car was unscathed from that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just glad that, you know, nothing serious happened to me and I was able to get the car home without having to call <laughs> someone to tow me back home. So that, that was, that was nice. And, Thankfully, my in-laws had just moved back. My father and mother-in-law had just moved back um, from North Dakota. So between them and my brother, I was able to borrow a vehicle to get to and from work and things like that until we found a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So it all worked out, but it was it was stressful for sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, man, it sounds like it. Holy, yeah, for real. But anyway, enough of enough of that drama. Let's let's actually get into uh, some of these exciting, really life changing topics here. Uh, <laughs> there's actually some really interesting stuff that just happened in the past, like twenty four forty eight hours, um, that I wanted to talk about. Um, let's let's start off with probably the biggest story to break in the past. I would say twenty four hours. It's not necessarily one that I'm totally shocked by, but it's uh, it's still big nonetheless. So, uh, kind of flashback a couple months ago, um, it was announced that, um, well, maybe it was just a month ago. It was like a month or two ago. Henry Cavill announced that he wasn't going to be playing uh, in The Witcher anymore on Netflix, and there were some stories that came out after that. Basically, uh, speculation. I don't know if it's speculation or if it's like actual official stuff, but you can kind of put the pieces together and and say, you know, he he left The Witcher because he was kind of frustrated with the quality of the show and not quite following the the source material too well. Um, so that happens, and then people are like, oh, is he gonna? Is he going to be Superman again? What's he going to do? And then he shows up in uh, spoiler alert. He shows he shows up in uh, Black Adam, uh, like a cameo appearance at the very end, and announces, "Hey, I'm back. I'm back as Superman. I'm going to be doing some Superman stuff again." Well, not so much. <laughs> in the past twenty four hours, forty eight hours, uh, he posted on Twitter, and so did uh, James Gunn. Um, he and Peter Safran are the new heads of the DCEU or whatever. They announced that he is actually not going to be returning as Superman. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, James Gunn said that they are pretty much starting from scratch as far as uh, Superman and Batman and, and these main heroes go for the expanded universe. And that included... Uh, not bringing Cavill back to continue his role. And uh, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's disappointing. I mean, look, Superman is not my favorite superhero. He's obviously pretty important to pop culture and, you know, the significance of the superhero genre. He's just not my personal favorite superhero. That being said though, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of as, as far as actors go to play that character. I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, like Henry Cavill, if not better than Christopher Reeve, I think. I mean, honestly, I, 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 I personally, he's personally my favorite out of all the people who played Superman to, mm-hmm. basically to, as Superman. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's kind of weird because when you look at both their statements, it seems like when you look at James Gunn's statement. It seems like it was really mutual between both of them. But when you look over like Henry Cavill's, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like Henry was kind of booted out uh, randomly. But um, yeah, he definitely seemed more upset about it. He uh, he said, you know, we can mourn. We'll, we'll mourn together today, but tomorrow isn't a new day. And, you know, it's not good news, everyone. I'm pretty upset or whatever it was. He, he, he was he was sad. And I understand that. Um like, I don't know all the details behind his leaving The Witcher if he left The Witcher and then if he left The Witcher thinking he was going to be Superman for for a while or if there was something else going yeah. on there. But clearly he had some he had some hopes and dreams that were crushed. So, yeah, this is this is what James Gunn said uh, in response or 
in conjunction with that. He said, uh, Peter, referring to Peter Safran, his co-runner of uh, DC, he said, Peter and I have a DC slate ready to go, which we couldn't be more over the moon about. We'll be able to share some exciting information about our first projects at the beginning, beginning of the new year. Among those on the slate is Superman. In the initial stages, our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life, so the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. So, and, and I guess someone had asked, please tell me this isn't going to be another origin story, and he said no. So this won't be an origin story Superman film, but it will be a young Superman just starting out at a... I'm, I'm glad that Daily everybody Planet is just kind and, of... yeah. I'm glad everybody's just kind of on board with like no more origin stories. Like, yeah. <laughs> like well, stop it, it's, it's similar stories. to Spider-Man, right? Cause they rebooted that mm-hmm. thing two or three times and then they just say, yeah, we're not doing an origin story with Tom Holland. <laughs> so it's yeah, kind of the same thing here in a way. Um, but yeah. And, and so there was another report on um, next to this that suggests, I think it came from variety they, they were saying, you know, our sources are telling us that James Gunn is considering incorporating Robert Pattinson's Batman into the DCEU, to which James Gunn retweeted that story and said, you need to find new sources. This is not true. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it sounds I mean, honestly, like the Matt, the Matt Reeves Batman is going to be totally separate from what James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to do. Man, DC right now is just a total mess of like it's so, so it's, it's we'll so see and, and the weird thing is you know they're they've been trying to push cinematic universes they've been they they've been trying to catch up to marvel for years but i feel like i feel like dc doesn't need to have a cinematic universe in order to compete with compete with marvel um yeah. i mean if anything the joker and the batman kind of uh you know prove that right you know yeah um so, well, you know, these these characters are beloved characters. They've been beloved characters for decades. You know, all you have to do is treat the source material with respect, have some consistency about your, uh, you know, your characters and your plan and people will show up. I mean, you don't have to have all these interconnected. We're going to make 28 movies or however many it was in 10 years and have this massive, you know, you don't have to copy Marvel. You can be your own thing. Um at the same time, though, I'm curious your thoughts on this, because it sounds like they're wanting to just scrap everything and start from scratch there. There doesn't look like they're going to bring back because um, they canceled Wonder Woman three. Thank goodness. Um, and it looks like they're canceling. They, they're still going to come out with Aquaman, two, But after that, they're not going to make yeah. any more with Jason Momoa. Um and the Flash, I'm pretty sure they're not going to do any. I mean, they're certainly not going to do any more with. Yeah, uh, I mean, Ezra, Ezra, Miller. Ezra Miller has been doing a fantastic job of ensuring that they're not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's made it very easy for them to move on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it sounds like they're going to they're going to start over, which, uh, to be honest, as messy as this whole thing is, I'm kind of glad they're starting from scratch, even if it means getting rid of some great actors to play Mm -hmm. their their parts just because it i don't know i'm not the biggest dc fan but i still like some of these some of these characters in these movies but you know it seems like they just are it's such a roller coaster ride with this with this team you know they'll put out movies like man of steel which i honestly kind of enjoyed but then they put out movies like the um joss whedon justice league or they'll put out movies like batman versus superman or they'll 
you know, and then they'll put out great movies like the first Wonder Woman, you know, and it's just, it, it's not consistent. And it's, it's it, instead of, you know, for me, it's like, okay, if you're going to really come in and fix this James Gunn, it's, it's almost worth just saying, instead of keeping what we like and scrapping what we don't, let's just start over and do it right this time. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think it makes sense to do that? Or do you think, you know, they just, <laughs> they still don't I mean, get what it, they're doing? I mean, <clears throat> sorry, one sec. But yeah, um, no, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense in terms of, I mean, when it comes to, I mean, yeah, it sucks that Cavill isn't going to be playing Superman again, but if the studio was essentially wanting to go with a younger Superman, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. I hate to say it, but like Henry Cavill, you know, he is nearly 40 now. I mean, he's not exactly a spring chicken, you know, so to speak. Um, I mean, he's, you know, definitely kind of starting to show his age a little bit. And uh, so if they're wanting to go with a younger Superman, their hands are kind of tied and, and, and as far as that's concerned. And you can say, oh, well, they can use de-aging technology, but I just, th- th- that would just be even more money they would have to set aside in their budget along with Henry Cavill's contract, which I'm sure is, un- you know, crazy expensive now that he's played both Superman and Geralt. So uh, I'm sure his <laughs> net worth as an actor has, has gone quite a bit. Um, Since we're on the subject of Henry Cavill and The Witcher and Geralt, uh, I, I gotta ask, because the world needs to know, what are your thoughts on uh, the great liam hensworth coming in to play uh Geralt in season four of the witcher <laughs> this this is this is i think going to be uh it's gonna be a ride for sure <laughs> well yeah i just you know i don't well first of all i don't i don't understand how you can just let your star actor the person who's basically the main reason why people even watch the show in the first place why you would just let him leave Mm. I, I have zero clue why you would just allow that to happen. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. But I, I mean, it, th- there's the potential for him to do well as the character, but it's, it's, I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's just something that you don't typically see. And sh- it's, it's like the one, the whole point why they even do all these contracts in the first place is to ensure that something like this doesn't happen. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's possible that he'll do he'll he'll do well in the role. But it's not a it's not really an issue of him him doing well in the role. It's how well written the show will be from here on forward. Because supposedly there's been a ton of uh, articles and stuff coming out claiming that the people who are the creative leads for the show hate the essentially hate the source material. Um, yeah, which I would definitely believe especially after season two, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, I would definitely believe that, but, um, but no, I mean, I think, I think he'll do fairly well. Um, but, uh, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, it, it's kind of, I equate it to, you know, not necessarily, not necessarily in the same vein, but I guess it would be similar in a certain context of like, uh, basically like certain actors in the rings of power it's like yeah there there are some good actors in the rings of power but the issue isn't necessarily the acting it's the writing of the show Um, right so 
I, I think that'll be the the primary concern more than anything. But kind of circling back though to to DC because I think ultimately I think people are kind of confused why some like why why Aquaman two and some of these other Snyderverse esque films are kind of coming out still. Um, I, I, I mean, I think it makes total sense. I mean, it's, again, it's all contracted out. They're they're legal, legally obligated to release some of these films. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think I think once once they are completely done with the contracted films for the that was set in place for from the the Snyderverse, um, yeah, I think they're I think they're just going to completely reset the DCEU, and they really do need to reset the DCEU. Because there's a lot of stuff that is there. There, there are so many canon breaks between each film. Like nothing is internally consistent with the DCEU. Like there's so much when it pertains to the continuity of the DCEU that's just completely broken. And they just at this rate they just need to reset it and you know start from square one. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think they should. And I mean, it, it doesn't mean that what James Gunn and Peter Safran decide to put out there is going to be any better. Um, but, you know, you, you got to do something. And I think just uh, continuing to try to, you know, band-aid some of these some of these wounds while continuing with the flaws that have, you know, entered into the DCEU as of late just isn't going to work. So you got to start, you got to, you got to start over and you got to do it right. So we'll, we'll see what that, we'll see what they do and we'll see what happens. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's go on to a new topic here. Uh, this, uh, I'm not sure what to think about this. Um, I think mainly because of who's going to be helming this. Um, but the God of war, um, PlayStation video game franchise, um, a live action TV series has been ordered at Amazon. So they're going to be putting this out. Um, let's see, get some details here. Um, who is going to be the showrunner? Let me see. Rafe Judkins. Yeah, Rafe Judkins, who I guess is the showrunner of The Wheel of Time, which is also on Amazon. And I th- no, think, no. if I remember right, <laughs> that has not gotten the best reviews. No. I mean, so, really, anything that Amazon has been putting out lately has not gotten the best of reviews. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so he's going to be the showrunner, and then I guess they're going to be um, it's going to be developed by Santa Monica Studio. It says with Iron Man and Children of Men writers Mark Fergus and Hawk Ostby also writing and executive producing. So you've got these different these different names. You got some people from the PlayStation Studios that are going to be executive producing. Um. And yeah, there, there's not a lot of detail on like the actual plot, but I assume it's going to be fairly similar to the game as far as the first game and and how that kind of, you know, the, the whole journey of, of Kratos and his son. Um, I don't know how much they'll try to put in that's not from the game. Um, I guess we'll see. But yeah, th- this is just th- this is pretty much all the news that we have so far. Um but yeah, what are your thoughts on this, Spencer? Are you excited for uh, an Amazon's God of War, the Rings of Power? <laughs> uh, no, not not necessarily. 
not at all. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, it's cool that there's people from Santa Monica Studios working on this, but I just, well, first of all, it ultimately boils down to it's like, I'm I'm confused as to why we're having to adhere to this trope that everything needs to have a live action adaptation now. I'm like, why, why can't we just let the things that are good be good in their own mediums? Why do we have to like transplant? It seems, it seems like, like, it seems like a lot of gaming studios are falling under this trap that, where all of the appeal and the money is, is in television and movies, but that's just not the case. Like gaming is the most profitable, profitable, you know, the most lucrative industry by far. And mm-hmm. I don't know why we're still kind of adhering to this, um, you know, this essentially this, this delusion that, you know, every, in order to be, you know, to have any form of validity or, you know, weight added to the to the name of your franchise or whatever, there has to be some live action adaptation of your. It's just, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't I really get it. At I all. think it's kind of similar to uh, why there's so many sequels and why there's so many like uh, Disney making live action versions of their animation films like Mulan and mm-hmm. and Lion King and why we have to take these books and make them into movies. It's it's because the, the industry itself has run out of ideas on their own. So they have to borrow from other mediums and bring their stuff into their world and make money that way. Instead of actually making good quality content on their own. I think, uh, I think a lot of the problems that exist within, you know, Hollywood and, and content really come down to, they're they're just they're not able to to put out the kind of original content that people want and obviously there are exceptions there's there's shows and movies that that people really like that are new um but yeah there's there's been an obsession with bringing games into into movies and shows i mean we're you know in in like a month like a month from now we're gonna have the last of us on hbo max um and then we'll have god of war I'm, I'm assuming in the next like couple of years probably um yeah and i'm sure there's going to be more announcements soon i'm, I'm sure there's going to be other things i mean they, they just did a halo uh series on uh paramount plus which didn't exactly work out <laughs> you know um, that, that, so, that's that's putting it lightly yeah especially considering the fact that people that ran that show had no idea what the games were about they just took they just copy and pasted the the cover art onto their <laughs> show and cited eh, hey yeah the, the people recognize these names the they won't care about the consistency hey let's let's have him take his helmet yeah. off constantly so yeah i mean yeah if you just slap least, halo on it that makes it halo right yeah it's exactly like, it'll no. it'll make <laughs> a, it'll make so much money and it, it's not <laughs> i don't even know if that's been renewed for another season or not i, I would be surprised if it did but Anyway, all that to say, eh, I'm I'm not super optimistic about this either. I guess we'll just wait and see what happens. But I mean, yeah, I I'm with you. I'd I'd rather them just leave it alone and just let it exist in its own medium. Let people enjoy it. it it's already it's already a cinematic experience anyway. In 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 many ways, the way you play it and the way it's shot, 
and uh, it, it's it's a lot longer than you can get out of a out of a show anyway. So I don't see why, especially since it's so recent, why we need to do this again. Like it, it's just it's just it's just lazy, I think. And uh, I'm sure they assume they can make a butt ton of money through doing this. It'll probably be another super expensive show and. Yeah, they just got to keep trying until they find one that works, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, not to mention, I, I just I don't know why you would trust Amazon still to produce anything after the absolute catastrophe that was the Rings of Power. I just <laughs> I, I, I just don't yeah, get it at all. I still haven't finished that. <laughs> I can't. You know, yeah, as I say, you know, it's probably for for your sanity for to preserve your your brain cells probably for the best to <laughs> I did watch I so I've watched a few reviews of it and I've watched the pitch meeting for it um and after watching particularly the pitch meeting for it I'm like oh my I'm glad I didn't finish this show cuz there's several things that apparently happen so after episode worse. I think I think I only watched like the first two episodes maybe three maybe two and a half episodes um and I just I got bored with it I was just like this isn't for me uh, but yeah, seeing what happened afterwards, it's like, oh my, this is, this is not for me. <laughs> I so. just, they spent nearly, they spent nearly 10 years in, in production on that show. Hmm. They spent, I think for the first season alone, they spent $500 million. Jeez. That's, yeah, so. Uh, I, I have no idea how Amazon is even able still to make all these deals to like continue doing shows. Cause I don't think, I mean, as far as I know, I mean, it, it didn't, I don't think the rings of power made, made them nearly as much money as they were hoping it would. Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. But, it and I can't imagine. I mean, it. it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a Lord. Well, quote unquote, a Lord, Lord of the rings property, but, um, I mean, I, I can't imagine that it made enough money to recoup their any of their loss. Um, but yeah, and then and then you have the whole issue of them saying, uh, well, we're not going to have season two for another two years. Like, yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's not good, <laughs> even though it's been contract. Like, I think they're contracted for five seasons in total. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It's weird that you wouldn't have immediately started filming season two if, yeah. Well, yeah, it, and it's like no matter how well or how badly this this show does, you spent this much money on it. You better go ahead and make some more seasons. Like, what what are you waiting for on this? This doesn't make <laughs> yeah. any sense. Because uh, I mean, you you wait for two years and then the interest for it goes down even further. So by the time season two comes out, it's like. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> so, all right, um, let's get into something a little bit more, I don't know, interesting, a little less depressing. Um, <laughs> let's go, let's turn our, turn our attention to, you want to do, you want to do the Game of the Year Awards first, or do you want to do the nominees for the Critics' Choice Awards? Uh, we'll do, we'll do um, the, the Game Awards stuff first, I suppose. All right. Uh, this took place. I think it was like a week or two ago. Um, they had the they had the show, which I think ran for about three hours. I didn't watch it, but I just looked at the recap of it to see what 
what transpired. Some surprises in there actually from uh, like the top categories, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think overall it was a pretty successful um, show. There was some good choices, I thought. Interesting nominees though for some of these categories, um, but yeah. Um, I think we had talked about it probably on our last show. We had talked about Elden Ring because I think the last show we did was around the time the game came out. <laughs> but we're both fans of it. And uh, yeah, Elden Ring won Game of the Year for uh, 2022. So I was I was kind of surprised in a way because, I mean, I, I thought all the, uh, well, almost all of the other nominees were pretty solid. You had um, A Plague Tale, Requiem, God of War, Ragnarok, Rise and Forbidden West, um, then randomly have Stray, uh, and then you have Xenoplague Chronicles 3 from Nintendo. Um, but I mean, all these are pretty popular to some extent or another. Um, but I mean, I think, I think pretty much, I think pretty much everyone pretty much assumed that it was going to be between Elden Ring and, uh, God of War. And, uh, from what I was hearing, you know, some of the people I follow just, assumed it was going to be God of War because the game developers wouldn't spend enough time with Elden Ring and would just go for the easy, you know, choice for them. But no, surprisingly they picked Elden Ring. What are your, well, what are see, your thoughts yeah, on that? See, it's, it's weird because I, I assumed it was actually going to be between um, God of War and Stray because mm. I, I actually was kind of, my my big black pill concern was that uh was that stray was gonna win because everybody likes cats and gaming journos like cats so um <laughs> but you know i was really surprised that it was elden ring and it i think i think and and, and right and it really rightfully so that it was elden ring because any any other game winning it would have been kind of ridiculous as far as i'm concerned because i mean even with like you, you had people who normally never play like Soulsborne type games, still buying Elden Ring and really getting into it. So yeah, like um, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, yeah, it, it might have not have been one of the more all time selling games, but it's I think it is like FromSoft's like top selling game ever. Um, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think it sold well over ten million. Yeah, sure. I think last I checked, it was like seventeen and a half million or something like that. Yeah. Um. So, it it is definitely their most successful game so far. Um. Yeah, and I think I think that one of the smart things they did with this game is they they kept they kept the essence of the Soulsborne franchise there because I mean you got the really hard bosses, you got mm-hmm. you know a lot of a lot of the gameplay mechanics that are from the previous games brought into this maybe tweaked a little bit, but it's, it's still pretty. I mean, if you've played Soulsborne games before, you can go into this and, and pretty much know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for new people like me, one of the big appeals is, you know, the open world aspect of it, the fast travel, the, uh, you know, it's as difficult as it can be and as difficult as you can make it be. Um, being able to have certain advantages in these battles and bosses does make it, it's probably about the closest thing you can get to of having a difficulty level in a Soulsborne game. Cause typically it's just 
you play however it's built and <laughs> good luck to you um yeah but there, there were certain elements i thought they brought into this that were certainly appealing to people like me that or either haven't played it or are too afraid to play games like this because I don't want to break my controller. Um, so yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with this result. Yeah. Well, and it's just, you know, we've seen countless times in the past where, you know, a lot of games will get snubbed because, you know, game journals want the game that they want to win to win. And it's like, it, and it, it just feels like, now, granted, I know the the how they weigh the the outcome, like the the voting pool is like, I think it's like ten percent, ten percent of the vote of the, when it comes to the actual outcome of whoever wins the award is like, I think it's ten percent of the the voting, or the vote the voting base has ten percent, whereas the jury of gaming journos has like ninety percent. So it's like you're kind of like you're almost at a sense of like why even have the 10 percent voting like voting base kind of affect the result if it doesn't really actually affect the result um but but yeah i mean i mean again a, a more notable example of you know kind of the game awards going awry is you know with the last of us 2 kind of sweeping every single award during 2020 which um, I mean, you know, and regardless of whether you you enjoyed The Last of Us 2 or not, you know, I think everybody can agree that that game was heavily polarizing, to say the least. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the idea it would have been it would have been akin to like The Last Jedi winning the People's Choice Awards. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, yeah, there's there's probably a fair amount of people that really liked it, but it was very heavy heavily polarized within its own intentionally polarizing too yeah exactly so um but no i was i was really surprised to see elden ring actually win game of the year because i i was i was convinced that gaming journals were gonna just sway the outcome to go to god of war stray or something so yeah yeah, and they won. They won some other awards too. They won uh, Elden Ring won Best Game Direction, um, awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Innovation and Game Direction and Design. Mm-hmm. They won that one. Um, they also let's see. They they won Art Direction as well, uh, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's really stunning looking game. Um, God of War Ragnarok did win Best Best Narrative um, for Outstanding Storytelling and Narrative Development. Like I think that's a um, that that's a that's definitely a valid you know, uh, and I haven't played it yet. I I haven't played Ragnarok yet, so I I wouldn't know. I would assume that's yeah. that's fine. I've heard really good things about the game, so mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, yeah, art direction went to Elden Ring. Um, best score and music went to God of War Ragnarok, um, which I really enjoyed the score from the first game, um, the twenty eighteen version so i i would imagine the sequel is just as good they also won best audio design so yeah yeah ragnarok and elder ring won quite a bit of awards um the guy that plays uh kratos won um best performance uh christopher judge i think is his name um and yeah there that was i think that was about the extent of the Ragnarok and Elden Ring wins and there were some other categories um some of these I hadn't heard of games for impact 
as dusk falls. I don't know what that is. Um, it was made by, it was made by, uh, Microsoft, I believe. Um, so that's, that's one. Um, I think, uh, most anticipated game was a category as well. Uh, legends of Zelda tears of the kingdom won that, which obviously makes sense. Um, see what are some uh best indie that went to stray um that's not surprising at all (laughs) uh mobile game i'm not really into mobile gaming but marvel snap won that one if you're into that yay (laughs) yeah um final fantasy um 14 won several awards too they won uh community support they won something else that i just scrolled past i've not played that though um Oh yeah, Ragnarok also won um, innovation in accessibility. So adding features that make it more accessible to a wider audience. That, which I just find I just find that category to be so weird and like out of. It's like, yeah, you made a game accessible. I I, I don't. It's like <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's like it's good, I suppose, but it's like I I don't know why that warrants a whole category, but yeah. Um, VR, yeah, I don't really play VR. I don't really know any of these games except for Among Us. I get, I didn't know Among Us was a VR game or made into a VR game. Um, but Moss, Moss Book Two won that one. So, hmm. thank goodness. I was, I was really hoping Moss Book Two would win. Um, yeah, Bayonetta yeah. Three. Um, have you played that Bayonetta? uh no but i've heard i i've seen like a lot of people like i've i've heard a lot of people talk about it and seen some some clips here and there but yeah, yeah no, I've never, it's, a, I've never it's it. a nintendo exclusive but that one best action game it beat out call of duty modern warfare 2 beat really? out uh, yeah it beat out huh. um sifu sifu whatever that's called see i would have i would have thought saifu would have won it because of you know that game was blowing up all over twitch whenever it dropped but um. yeah so i'm actually kind of surprised that call of duty didn't win because the reviews i've seen anyway so far have been pretty (laughs) positive towards uh modern warfare 2 so um ragnarok won best action adventure I don't really get the difference between best action game and best action adventure, but I guess there's, it says uh, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. So maybe that's the difference. Um, yeah, possibly. I, so yeah, sure some, some of these categories are like really similar, so I don't really get the difference, but it is what it is. Best role playing went to Elden Ring. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I think that pretty much covers the main the main categories. Um, this one, I'm kind of, I don't know. I've not played this game, but I guess it makes sense. Best family game went to Kirby and the Forgotten Land, um, which beat out Lego Star Wars, um, Mario and Rabbids, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. I'm kind of surprised Kirby was that popular to win that, but I guess, I guess so. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't I haven't played the new one, but I uh, uh, I've actually been I've actually gone back and been playing some of the the older Kirby games. Like uh, I, I I've been been playing Kirby's Adventure for like uh, on on the NES and uh, and man, like that game. Not to get on a whole tangent, but like uh, like that game is like I just never I never really played it back in the day. But like 
um after playing it like man that game is surprisingly like really mechanically in depth for an nes game it's mm. like i was like really surprised like it's probably like one of the more underrated games on the nes um it's just there's so many like layers mechanically to that game that i don't think people really like appreciate but uh but uh but yeah no uh, i i've heard nothing but really good things about the new one so um okay doesn't well, totally surprise to me give it a shot, then. I, i'm surprised that it won over the lego star wars though uh because it seemed yeah. like that game was blowing up you know on on youtube and twitch for a while um yeah that's i mean that's who i would have would have thought would have maybe possibly won that one um just because yeah it did so well when it came out although i mean it's been pretty quiet about the game since then um i hadn't heard much about it but i mean i as someone who's played the original ones and played this one i thought the the skywalker saga one was a massive improvement over the the previous ones that actually made it more replayable in my opinion but hey i'll have to give the kirby one a try then because i mean there's there is a serious fan base around the the Kirby franchise, if you will. So mm-hmm. um, this one, actually, I I just got this game and I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I I can kind of see why it won um, best best sports racing game went to uh, Gran Turismo seven. Um, and I actually just started playing that recently. And I have to say, it's pretty fun. I, I can kind of understand why it won. Um, it beat out. uh NBA 2K23, FIFA, and uh, this F1 22, which I guess is a another racing game. I am so surprised, though, Spencer, that uh, that Madden 23 was not included in this. I, I figured they would have. <laughs> Obviously, they're they're the best sports you game mean around. You tell so. me that the the masters of copy and paste themselves weren't uh, <laughs> nominated for an award? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh boy. So yeah, that that's the uh, that's the basic rundown of the gaming awards. I thought overall it was pretty good. There, there were some solid choices there. Um, so yeah, I'll I'm I'm excited to see what 2023 brings as far as games. I mean, there's some seriously big games coming out next year that uh that I really want to play. Um, the biggest being the new Zelda game. I'm I'm very interested in how that's going to play out. So uh, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't disappoint. Um, we have we have some time left. We can talk about the uh, nominations for the the Critics Choice Awards. Um, not we won't probably cover all these just because I don't know how many of these both Spencer and I have seen slash want to even see. Um, <laughs> yeah, for a lot of it is like obscure, crazy, you know. Yeah. But there are some notable uh, nominee nominations that I'm I'm excited about, and a couple that I'm upset didn't get nominated. Um, but maybe they'll get nominated at one of the other award shows. I normally don't care about these things, but I think this year has had enough good content that I'm actually invested in seeing some of these shows win. Um, but so the uh, Critics Choice Awards is going to be held on the CW. I don't think it's going to be held until January. Yeah. So this will actually the the winners will be announced in January. But these are the some of the nominees are for the biggest the biggest categories that I think you and I would care about. Um, the best drama series nominees we've got. We actually got several nominees here. We've got Andor. We've got 
Bad Sisters, which I don't know what that is. It's on Apple TV. We've got Better Call Saul. We've got The Crown from Netflix. We've got Euphoria from HBO. We've got The Good Fight from Paramount Plus. We got House of the Dragon, um, Severance from Apple TV, and then we got Yellowstone uh, from Paramount. Uh, some really good, some really good choices. I actually have no idea which one is going to win, just because there's there's several here that I could see winning. Um, I know who I would want to win. I would probably pick House of the Dragon, um, mm-hmm. but you can make a case for Better Call Saul. You can make a case for Andor. You can make a case for Yellowstone, even. Um, so. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win that one. What do you think? I think, like, in terms of overall, the 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 show that should win, um, I I I I really think just based out of overall the the amount of discourse, the amount of response that has gotten has garnered from any of these shows, it would have to it would have to be House of the Dragon. Um, now, whether or not they. The problem is Game of Thrones is like with with a lot of these more like um, you know when it comes to these award shows when it pertains to like TV shows and uh, movies they tend to not really gravitate towards the main blockbuster esque type you know title or you know franchise or anything like that that comes out they tend to give it to something more obscure but. Mm. Um, yeah, in terms of like who I think deserves it, I, I, I definitely think it should go to House of the Dragon. Um, but whether whether or not I, I I could very well see something like Euphoria or um, or like you said Yellowstone uh, winning it. But in terms of overall response, though, I think House of the Dragon is. I mean, tell Patty, Patty Considine alone is. Oh just, my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. Unbelievable that, in that, that show. So you've brought up one of the things that I'm upset about. Uh, one of the um, one of the categories is best actor in a drama series, and nowhere is Patty Considine mentioned. Like he's not nominated it, for insane. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Now they did have they did have a couple nominees from the show. They had um, let's see, best supporting yeah, best supporting actor Matt Smith from House of the Dragon, which makes total sense yeah that um, makes that makes a lot of sense best supporting actress they got uh millie alcock who played the young the young rhaenyra in house of the dragon that makes sense yeah she was um, she was phenomenal i i yeah i, I was i was pleasantly pleasantly surprised um because like i i just they 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 did the time jump so well it's just because i was i was really attached to like the younger actors and i was like oh man they're like are, are these new actors that are going to come in and replace, you know, the younger versions going to fare any better, you know, are they, they going to be terrible, but they, they, man, they, they did a phenomenal job with like getting not only the casting, right, but like just having them fill the characters super well. Um, and even the, the chemistry between like Patty Considine and uh, Millie Alcock and then Patty Constantine. And uh, I think her name is Emma Darcy. Is that yeah. the name of the older uh, Rhaenyra? Uh, is, uh, I think so. Yeah, that's not, that sounds right. Yeah. It, it's just as good. His, his interactions with the younger actresses are just as good as the interactions with the older um, actress. Um, and it makes it seem like it's, it's the same characters, just different mm-hmm. faces. So yeah, I, they, they knocked it out of the park with the casting in that show. 
Um, yeah. So best actor in a drama series. Um, we've got Jeff Bridges from the old man. I don't know if you've seen that. I've seen like the first, I may have seen the first episode of it. It looked kind of interesting. It's on Hulu. Um, but it didn't it obviously didn't interest me enough to watch beyond the first episode, but uh, he's, he's a great actor. So I understand that um, Sterling K Brown. I don't know who that is, but he's from this is us. Cause I guess this is us is ending. So they decided to nominate somebody from that um, Diego Luna um, Cassidy Andor. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Bob Odender Odenkirk from uh, better call Saul. Um, who I actually think if I had to pick, cause you got Adam Scott from severance and then Anthony star from the boys. If I had to pick who I think is probably going to win, I think it will probably be Bob Odenkirk just because just, just seeing the reaction from the fans and the, the people that have watched the show and like he, he's got a, like he's gotten all, all kinds of like praise and stuff from that show. I could see him winning that. Um, but you know, I I think I think Diego Luna he he was really good in Andor as well, so I, I don't know. I I would say it's between those two, maybe Anthony Starr, but I've not really watched the boys, so I can't say for certain. <laughs> yeah, well, and I feel like the boys has kind of dropped off in terms of uh, you know, not necessarily like popularity, but just um, in terms of like relevance in the the mainstream cultural zeitgeist i mean like it's still it's still definitely like you know again it's it's still definitely popular and there's there's still a a dedicated fan base for the boys but i think you know season two and three have kind of uh hasn't done quite as good of a job of maintaining that uh mainline viewership that they that they once pulled in with season one um yeah but uh yeah so this is kind of funny um the rings of power did get a nomination but it's only one and it was a uh, best supporting actor to uh ismail cruz cordova who i think plays the main um male character in the show uh and that's that's the only nomination they've gotten <laughs> they haven't been nominated for anything yeah. else <laughs> it's kind of funny um I don't think he'll win that category because um, you've got you've got Giancarlo Esposito, for Better Call Saul. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee, uh, I, I don't foresee, you know, who, whoever it was that was nominated for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so either. Um, yeah, and so there's that. That's you know that that's the main. I mean, we got some comedy categories here. I don't know if you want to get into those. I don't. I haven't watched really any of these. Um, but we've got um, limited series under the banner of heaven, which actually I actually thought that was pretty good on Hulu. Um, it's got Andrew Garfield in it. Um, it's based on a true story, I believe. So that was pretty good. Um, the offer. I still need to watch that one. Best limited series. Um, that's I think that's based on the making of The Godfather um, and how that all got made. So that, that kind of interests me. Um, but beyond that, um, yeah, Gaslit, The Girl from Plainville. I, I mean, I don't know if you've watched any of these. <laughs> so I don't know if you yeah, have. Yeah, no, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't watched any of those either. So, yeah. 
so yeah that that's the gist of the uh the awards um of course you've got best talk show i mean obviously you know you've got you've got late night with seth myers you've got wired in you've got last week no <laughs> wired in is not in there. <laughs> I wish it was. That would to, be interesting. To boycott the, the Critics' Choice Awards. How yeah. dare they not put the the true and the? Yeah, that's 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 right. That's right. So yeah. Um, overall, though, because I, I think I think this breaks it down into the shows and how many how many nominations they got. Andor's got two nominations. Uh, Better Call Saul's got five. Um, I think. I think house of the dragon has three or four um and there's this there's this comedy show called abbott elementary which has got like six nominations i guess apparently it's really popular i've not watched it um which obviously defines what's popular or not based on whether i watch it but uh <laughs> but you do have um you do have because i think have you seen this um the jeffrey dahmer a story on Netflix that was nominated for uh well best supporting actress but I've heard a lot of good things about that as far as like the storytelling aspect of it I heard it's a horrible thing to watch as far as the the actual yeah. true story of the guy but I've heard it's well made yeah I've heard uh, I've heard I've heard pretty good things about it too um I I just was a little and I guess this is kind of a personal thing but I just it's kind of weird like I'm totally fine with doing like documentaries and stuff on like on on people like Dahmer or uh, you know Ted Bundy or you know what you name it mm-hmm. but i think this whole like serial dramatizing something like Jeffrey Dahmer is kind of weird because it's yeah. like it's like it, i mean it's one thing to have a show like Dexter where it's all fictional and it's all you know it's like it, it's it's one thing to have that show cuz it's like it, cuz again it, it it's not based on anything actually real or, you know, something that genuinely happened. Whereas like with Dahmer, you're like, Oh shit, he actually like did all these things to these people. And like, yeah. And you're like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing. It's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like pearl clutching or anything. I just, I just think, um, it's, kind of a weird it's just, session to it, dramatize it's, that. it's just strange to me. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think like, Again, if it was something like Dexter, where it's it's just purely fictional, and you know, I wouldn't have it. I really wouldn't take in have any real qualm with it. But this, it just it it's just strange that we're kind of serial dramatizing serial dramatizing somebody who legitimately killed a bunch of people. It's uh, yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying because you know because I would think as an actor too, wouldn't that be kind of strange to be cast as Jeffrey Dahmer to play and uh, to act out some of these scenes? I mean, I yeah. would I would have a hard time doing that because you know things like that. I would I would rather watch like a a Dateline report or a, some sort of documentary on it, uh, you know, something like that where where it talks to the actual people. Yeah, yeah, something it, that's like informative, you know. Yeah, uh, informative. I'm not saying that the show isn't informative, but like may, maybe like a bit too like <laughs> uh, just recreating some with, of these yeah. stuff for drama is kind of yeah, it's, it's it is a little strange. Yeah, and I think like you know, well, I I, I also am kind of confused like how they even managed to 
even pull a lot of this off legally because I would think they would have to deal with a lot of issues from people who were like who survived all that stuff, you know, I mean, or, or you know, who had family members of people who were killed by, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. So I, I it, yeah, I don't know how they even managed to get through, get it through on, on that alone. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's well-produced and well-acted and stuff. And again, I'm not like pearl clutching. I think people can watch whatever they want to watch. Um, I just, You're such a prude. Oh, I know. It's it's you know he he only watches you know G rated G rated yeah. movies and he he just you say the word darn and he's just like oh my gosh yeah so yeah that's that's Spencer I get out my you. holy I get out my holy water and <laughs> <laughs> I always yes. have some nearby <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that's going to do it for uh, today's edition of Wired In. There were some other topics I want to get into, but uh, I think we'll we'll hold that back for another episode because I do. I, I know we both really want to. I do want to dedicate pretty much a whole show to, uh, or at least most of a show to uh, House of the Dragon because uh, we both watched that. We have a lot of a lot of opinions on it, and uh, I, I I think we need to. Uh, definitely cover that um especially since we have to wait a while for season two you know yeah i think it's um it's not coming out till like uh 2024 right yeah i think 2024 because they're shooting in i think march for Mm -hmm. season two so yay but uh yeah we'll have that and then i'm sure we'll have we'll have some opinions on some of these shows coming out next year that uh we'll have to talk about so we do appreciate appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, listening to us once more. Sorry, it's been ten months, but you know, get over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that went from zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> Gonna end on a banger. Yeah, sorry about right. that, but you know what? Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll have these same people tune in. They're, they're not offended. They'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They know what they're into at this point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah we'll uh we'll catch you next time hopefully uh hopefully sooner than 10 months and uh yeah we'll uh we'll see you then take care guys